Well, this week in our community, there were those who were celebrating Chinese New Year. Uh, this is depending on which segment of the Chinese population you uh, refer to, either the year of the ram, the goat, or the sheep. And a lot of that has to do with the countryside around them and what they can relate to. But it's supposed to be uh, a good year for working on community and not a good year for business investments. So, <laughs> so if you have money you want to spend, this is the place to put it. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that in. Uh, this past week, as part of another gathering, I had the opportunity to meet with a number of local clergy. And as part of the discussion, the Camp Minden burn thing came up. Um, and they were discussing how in some of their traditions it's inappropriate or less appropriate to try to sway the members of the group, and then in this discussion, they were talking about the difference between traditions that are based on community first and the traditions that are based on the rights of the individual and autonomy and independence. You know, uh, the Presbyterians said they were more group-oriented, and the Baptists were more individual, at least initially, um, in, in their foundational stuff, as are we. But when we talk about community, when we talk about dwelling together in peace, there's a conflict there. There's a real challenge between all of this stress that we can put on our individual self-actualization, as uh, Maslow would call it, you know, um, and trying to tend to the needs of the community. We have a real tendency to focus on trying to find ourselves. That was a, that was a line that um, was very popular in the 70s. I don't know if they still call it the same thing. But I know that you can still watch young people and some not so young people trying to accomplish this move through finding who they are, what they need, what will make them happy, what gives their lives purpose and meaning. And, and in doing this, if that's where we focus exclusively, we lose sight entirely of the good of the group. We can be in things for our own uh, for our own perspective and get lost. The, the expression not being able to see the forest for the trees comes to mind. But also when we're working in community, we can get a little myopic and only see the other individuals in our group. Rather than having the kind of perspective that can let us see a community as, a, as an organism. Something that has a life greater than the sum of its parts. And, and part of the paradox is that we have to often go internally, inside, to be able to see the longer view. 
I see somebody shaking their head. In our tradition, we lift up both of these things. The inherent worth and dignity of every person. Um, the right of conscience, which is all about your autonomy and uh, independence. The use of the democratic process so that every voice can be heard. Um, the free and responsible search for truth and meaning so that somebody else isn't telling us what to believe. Somebody else isn't telling us what the truth is. And then, on the other hand, we talk about the goal of world community. With peace, liberty, and justice for all. And the interdependent web of life of which we are each just a part. Now, in just about any group, there are going to be people whose tendency is to sacrifice themselves for someone else. To put others ahead of them and always think that that's a more noble cause than tending to their own needs. But it's a zero-sum game in those circumstances. If you're trying to save one and you are one, there's still just one. Those people, and surely you know if you're one of them, need to learn in Maslow's, in, in the psychological model that Abraham Maslow had of the hierarchy of needs. There's this little pyramid of things that you need first before you can move to the next things and before you can move to the next things. Our priorities of needs. First, you have to have your physiological needs met. You have to be physically safe. Have, be able to breathe. Have food and water. Shelter. And if you haven't been able to attend to those things, you can't move to the next level. Because those have to be first. And if you're caught up trying to make sure that those are happening, you don't have time to sit around thinking about becoming self-actualized. After those come broader security things like your health and employment and uh, property, family, and some sense of social stability. Like somewhere in the world, there's a safe place to be. Beyond that, you have love and belonging. So you don't even get to recognize how much you need love until the other things that are so important to us have been met. Whatever hunger we may have for a connection or belonging, in the scheme of things, those are luxuries. 
moving beyond that to self-esteem and confidence and a sense of achievement and respect for yourself and respect for others. The ability to live in a respectful way for other people that's not rooted in fear that they're going to come tear your home down or do something bad to you doesn't happen psychologically until those other needs have been met. Then we get to self-actualization and the ponderings of who am I and morality and creativity and spontaneity and acceptance, which is more than just belonging. Um, having a sense of purpose, being aware of your inner potential. But if we're talking about community, the broader the community, the more of these layers we're going to have. And dwelling together in peace requires an awful lot of the people that have their needs met. There are a lot of puzzles in, this, in, in these kinds of considerations. On my way to church this morning, here I am, a pretty small, white person driving in a little car with my sticker from last year, last big presidential election on it, you know. And next to me is a little pickup truck that is absolutely wallpapered with Confederate stickers. Now, I don't know that there would be a lot of occasions that the two of us would sit and try to form community. I don't, I don't know that there wouldn't be. But just from outward appearances, that seems a little unlikely. But when we talk about the goal of world community, for every one of me, there's one of them. And trying to find a way to create a balance requires understanding and personal knowledge that I'm still working on. I don't know about you. Taking to extreme the community over the individual gives us terrorists. Suicide bombers. Ultimately, as the things we absolutely have to have are cared for, it becomes incumbent upon us to develop the ability to get along with more people unlike us. Because we say that we value community,
that we want to dwell together in peace. It's good if we find places to practice that. Here is a good place to do that. If you seek out the people that you think are least like you in this congregation and make a point of getting to know them better, of finding, finding the place where your humanity shines through both of you. I think our odds of dwelling together in peace are a lot better. I think our odds of having an impact on a broader community go up. There's some awakenings along the way that we get as gifts, I think, and others about which we have to be uh, committed enough to try to achieve. And then, ultimately, their gifts also. But the intention and the effort and, and uh, the openness to what we don't already know. I think is the biggest tool we have for dwelling together in peace. <laughs>